Welcome beautiful people to the Don't Panic podcast. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the eyes of the creatives here in Scotland. Join me, Lucy, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living right here in Scotland. From childhood to adulthood, career to personal passions and current events to mental health, We'll be diving deep into the ups and downs of being a Scottish creative with plenty of laughs and inspiration along the way. So sit back, relax, learn and relate as we explore all aspects of Scottish life, one conversation at a time. Hi Ryan. (laughs) This is weird. We're on the pod. You're on the pod, babes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) You uh, just moved into my flat. Yes. Well, it's my flat now. Well, yeah, okay. Sorry, just, sorry. Yeah, if you could just get that into your life, <laughs> I think it's important. How's, um, how's it going? Yeah, really good. Um, she's stunning. Cute. She's so nice. I'm glad um, that you're enjoying. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Best location ever. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah, I got a club card. <laughs> Did you get to use it today? Uh, no, my mum bought everything for me. Oh, so right. Did like, you give her it? No, I was like, Mum, can you cut in my club card? And she was like, no when I'm paying. Um, yeah, fair. Um, but she loves that Tesco. Yeah, it's just really busy. Uh, I know yeah. you hate it. I hate it, it's the worst. Just avoid going at like, lunchtime and stuff because yeah. all the school kids go in there. Right, no. Yeah, like that. it's terrible. And they're all, I was like trying to get there on like a Saturday morning once and it was like a sea full of kids coming out the fucking... Um, not the trampoline centre, like the, what's it called? Leaf Waterworld. Leaf Waterworld. That really used to be Leaf Waterworld, yeah. We're on a podcast and we're talking about Tesco. I know. So, I'm going to read out your reintroduction. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I wrote it all myself. I totally believe it. You're such a good writer. You I know, I'm, I've been. always been really good at writing. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Today I'm excited to introduce our guest, Ryan, a multi-talented individual whose journey from our high school days to his current accomplishments is truly inspiring. Our friendship began in high school and I've had the pleasure of watching Ryan grow into who he is today. Having shared fears of public speaking and anxiety attacks, we have come so far. (laughs) I wrote that bit myself. (laughs) With a degree in English and film from Edinburgh Napier University and a master's degree in digital journalism from the University of Strathclyde, Ryan's academic achievements are just the beginning. After completing his studies and a brief stint of us living together in Glasgow, G1 to be exact, Ryan ventured into the professional world, initially working in in the hospitality industry before landing a role at a digital creative comms agency through their grad scheme. Here, Ryan honed his skills and took the reins of various social media accounts, shaping compelling narratives that captivate audiences. Outside of his professional life, Ryan's passion for photography shines through, particularly in shots of architecture and his favourite place, the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's an honour to have Ryan on the podcast today to share his incredible journey and insights, and I'm so excited to chat and dive deep into the world of marketing and content creation. Yeah, because all our pals think we're against. Yeah, because it's (laughs) all we talk about when we're together (laughs) alone and have like really in-depth geeky chats about creating content. Yeah, Um, but thank God, because I don't have anybody else to talk to about it. Yeah, me neither, kind of. So thank you for creating this safe space. Yeah, no problem. Oh, thank you, hon. I appreciate it. Um, But this is about you. Okay. This is your life. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, me, me, me. 
we always start off with a life mantra. Do you have any? Do you have one? To be honest, like, no. Yeah, that's fine. Fake it till you make it does speak to me. Yeah. But I feel like I have to actively remind myself of it because I don't follow it enough. Right. Um, But the sentiment behind it, I think, is, like, actually really powerful. And any kind of job I've had or, you know, jobs where you start somewhere and you, like, really look up to people, even these people who are, like, more accomplished than you Mm -hmm. or been in the game a while, really successful, they all say, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. We are all faking it. And, like, the more you sort of tell yourself that, the more you see that that is true. Yeah, like... It's like manifesting, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, that's something that me and Kirsty say all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you make it. But it's... And remembering that everyone is... Literally. Like, every single Instagram account is that. It doesn't matter, even if it's that's just, like, Instagram a personal is. thing. Yeah. Like, there's... You're just seeing, like, such a... Curated. A curated, yeah. Lifestyle. Exactly. Or, and, obviously, there's pros and cons to that. Sure. Um, we obviously work in that arena, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a obviously an amazing tool to promote business. It's an amazing tool for yourself creatively, like even if you use totally. it as like a mood board. Um, I know you touched upon photography, like just being able to do something that you're passionate about. Yeah, but obviously, remind yourself that it's not real. I think it's important. Yeah, very, very much so. Is that something that, from working with influencers, do they say stuff like that to you? Yeah, like, I think everyone's aware that it's not real. We're um, just all full of imposter syndrome and yeah, pretending. Think, no, 100%. <laughs> I feel like everyone is. I feel like no matter what level, what job, mm-hmm. if you're new to something, you're shitting yourself. Yeah, completely. And the... Even if you're not new, the higher up you get, the, the stakes are higher, you get more responsibility. Yeah, everyone's just shitting themselves all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but good to know because I'm shitting myself all the oh, time. Oh no, absolutely. Um, so we're going to take it uh, right back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know about little baby Rye is um, what you were like as a child. And if you were a creative child. Well, as Thirsty Campbell would say, I was a mantra. <laughs> or were you not a hot kid? I was a sex. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was so funny. Um, I was a mantar. Um, no, I was extremely introverted. Um, and people who know me now find that maybe quite hard to believe, but mm-hmm. like I was an only child. I didn't like other kids. I only wanted to speak to adults. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the only two people in the world that I liked were mom and dad. Um, it's really sweet. I know they are sweet. Yeah, and they are. I don't know. I was just very like bookish and obsessed with the sea and yeah. whales and like my mum would always say like, "Oh," and I know everyone's mum like pure bams them up. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> my mum would always be like, "Oh." you could like hold a conversation when you were like one but if another child came up and spoke to me I would be like oh my god get away like right (laughs) so um I was a wee freak but I was cute (laughs) (laughs) you're a cute wee freak I was a cute wee freak um but yeah I was I loved drawing um, yeah I loved 
the sea mainly like so were you sitting drawing wheels and that oh, yeah. yeah i would drop wheels sharks or the titanic sinking oh my god can you give me your like number one whale fact um on the oh top of your head <laughs> really putting you on the spot <laughs> i mean orcas in general like they're just <laughs> fucking class <laughs> like, they have their own languages they yeah. have insane social structures they have more empathy than humans can comprehend did did you see that video uh video tiktok and you're like did you see that <laughs> did, you video? That did you did you read that blog yeah like, um, I, read that somewhere. <laughs> I was on tiktok yeah um that video that was saying how uh, apparently orcas have fashion trends no and apparently <laughs> wait they, they wear like kelpas hats yeah yes. <laughs> it's like the cutest thing See, i've ever iconic. heard they're like gangsters they're also yeah uh-huh they're also vengeful which i love see all these reports of them like sinking boats and i'm mm-hmm. like absolutely get, get them absolutely um, get them yeah so nah yeah. love them that all stemmed from that like i just have you ever been swimming with sharks? Uh, you've been swimming with sharks. Swimming, but not I've been cage diving. Yeah, with great whites. I've not swam with whales. You're not actually allowed. to. Are you not right? Okay. Unless you see, I'm like keep away You're from like, the ocean. Right. Yeah. What's so thalassophobia. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I've never looked it up. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, okay. I, I do send you videos periodically. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Like sharks and it's really nice. I love it. Open water. <laughs> yeah, it's really my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like, mm, what's going to give Lucy a heart attack? Um, <laughs> this like in between water moment. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I absolutely hate it. I mean, I get it too. Like it is undeniably scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I would die to go swimming with orcas. That's my dream. Oh my god. I mean, I would, I would also be shitting myself. Yeah, like, I would, of course. I'd love it. Um, but yeah, I've been shark cage diving and I've been whale watching a lot because they also had a whale boat. When we right, it. yeah. Um, what whales did you see? Saw... We're going really off topic, but I don't no, care. This is the, uh... <laughs> um, no, they, we, they had southern right whales and humpback whales oh my god amazing see i would go whale watching like yeah. i would i'm happy on a boat i just do don't want to go in the water like how safe we feel on boats considering yeah like, what's the worst? yeah totally but but yeah, um, I, yeah i feel would you do cage diving absolutely fucking not nah, no way i think i'd have a heart attack a heart attack and die like yeah. immediately on the spot yeah loads of people that like because so context we basically me and my friend erin um, hi, like, Erin. Hi, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Erin. Um, friend of the pod. She is a friend of the pod. <laughs> we went to South Africa and volunteered, so we got to basically go cage diving for free. And it was amazing, but on the days that we weren't actually in the cage, we were, like, working on the boat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say 50% of people on the boat would, like, shit themselves when they saw a shark. Yeah. Understandably so, like, uh-huh. yeah, very scary. But uh-huh. they would actually have paid money to get in the cage and then be like, I'm actually just really seasick right now. So you were on the boat and then these were people coming to yeah, so do the, the dives. Yeah. And, and you were the deal right. was you volunteer and we got two got free you. dives. So got we got you. a free dive on like our first day and a free dive on our last day. I think we ended up getting three, so it was class. But even on the days that we weren't in the cage we could see the sharks. Like oh my God. South Africa is like an absolute hub for great whites. So sure. this is this a whale podcast? I know, maybe is maybe it could be. <laughs> um, yeah, like so you're you're guaranteed to see them. Um, but was so, it not absolutely terrifying? I was like, like this is this is where I belong. This is what I should be doing. And you weren't scared that it nah. could like get through or that. If I fell in the water I would absolutely shit myself. Yeah, of course. But nah it was fine. 
did you feed them did you no, have to get them to come over i know but even still like they didn't feed them and they still they still put a scent in the water which i think is just as unethical. really yeah is it like, like blood or i don't I think it's like fish guts in that right um and then that's to get them to the boat which i feel bad about because i'm like they're wasting energy yeah but i'm also like i selfishly want to see one. you want to see them yeah, yeah. so well um, but yeah, so many people shot themselves, and, but they wouldn't say they wouldn't be like, "Oh, that great white shark's actually fucking huge. I'm not going in." Yeah, They'd they're be just like, "I've got some." Yeah, I'm seasick. Sorry. Yeah, make yeah, it up. Be like, fuck off. Oh my! Like, after you've like paid for it and everything, yeah. was it really expensive? I think it probably like two hundred quid. Okay. So yeah, you would it. pay that if like that was what you want to do if you totally. want to go shark diving. Yeah, absolutely. Right, anyway, okay, we'll take it back. Back to, <laughs> back to being <laughs> back wee. to being a wee baby. Yes. So you like drawing, you liked reading your ocean books. Yeah. When did you realise that you were good at writing? Because you're very good at writing. Thank you. you actually are. Um, <laughs> Not I like know, me. Like, I was just so introverted that I basically just read books and spoke to adults. So I would say when I started school, like, I always, like... So you had, like, good vocabulary, see, vocabulary. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vocabulary. Um, a young age. when I was three. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, That's no, but, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I was always, like, like good at reading and writing yeah. from school. Yeah. And my mum and dad's worry with me was that I would never be social or I right. would never have any pals or I would never be able to speak well, to Well, you showed them. Yeah. I mean, look at me now. <laughs> exactly, we social butterfly. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever write wee stories in that? Um, creative writing. I can't remember. Like, I remember having to do creative writing at school, mm-hmm. and like kind of enjoying it, but I didn't. I didn't really like love writing stories. I know that's right. Weird, okay. But no. We'll obviously get onto that when we talk about what. I like studying yeah. because it's like I More like, lost my degree but I don't actually like reading books. Well, Is that weird? Well, how many books did you have to read? At uni? Yeah. Oh, like one a week? Oh, right, okay. So obviously loads of them I didn't actually read. Oh, um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I always liked writing more than I liked creative writing, more analytical stuff. Yeah, um, like factual based shit. Yeah. yeah. Which or, makes sense with what you do. You said you were very introverted as a kid mm-hmm. so... How was high school for you? Um, not great. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has yeah. said not great. I don't know. You know what they say about peaking in high school? Mm. People that probably think high school is great are like... That's very know, true, yeah. That's the highlight of their life, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't like, I don't know. I, first four years of high school, mm-hmm. I just tried to be like completely under the radar. I had a, like a handful of pals, like... I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't feel like I was pals with people that I was similar to. I was just kind of trying to get by. Yeah, um, yeah. Or it was hard. It was hard. Like, like it was a big school. Yeah. Like, some... Full of horrible people. Yeah, <laughs> like, kids. But yeah. we were kids. At the time, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it wasn't the best. Um, <laughs> and I, w- I wouldn't say I was, like, bullied badly. Like... I can think of times that I was bullied, but even just trying to stay under the radar is quite stressful. Mm-hmm. You just feel like you're going to get picked on or something. So, yeah. Um, it wasn't really until, and you'll maybe agree, I feel like most people agree that mm-hmm. when 
people have the option to leave yeah. and then you can stay. Mm-hmm. Fifth and sixth year was great because yeah. everyone became pals. I finally had a social life. Mm-hmm. I also got to choose subjects that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I didn't have to do fucking maths anymore. I feel you. Even though they tried to force me. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I was like, I got a five. Can, <laughs> can we, we just leave, leave it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not getting any better. Oh my God. I know. And also, I only... like. I got a four, but that was with, like, tutoring. Well done. With tutoring. <laughs> Do you remember the foundation exam? It was no, like a I'm blanked out my head. It was like a picture of, like... <laughs> a drawing of sheep and it was like how many sheep do you see and it was like three sheep I was like you're like five I, know. <laughs> I can't like, do oh, this oh, this is so hard too um, many sheep <laughs> but again that was like in primary school I was always like good at maths I was like good at English good at maths but in high school we had I had a really bad teacher I had mm-hmm. bad like scary classes yeah scary maths classes so I got moved down a maths set every year I started in like the second top set and then I got moved down every single year. Right. I just was like not engaged with it at all. Didn't want to speak up in class. I, I mean, now, <sighs> now I do think I'm more suited to like more vocational subjects. But I just think that if I could have been better than, you know, getting a five. Mm-hmm. If I'd like actually but had better teachers or totally maybe apply myself more. It's um, hard though. But like, like you said, I think I was quite similar and I was just trying to keep under the radar as well like that you just don't want to get involved yeah and then then by that you kind of then don't do as well or i don't don't know yeah yeah you don't yeah you you almost don't want to be good at something yeah like literally that's too geeky which is so stupid i know i know because i remember coming back from aberfeldy it was cool to do sport by the way, side note, can we do an entire episode about <laughs> your Aberfeldy life? Uh, yeah, we can, yeah. Okay, because uh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious, really but traumatising. Yeah, it was cool um, to do, do sport. It was cool to do sport. So I had played basketball, which I was actually really good at. Uh-huh. I played hockey, which I was quite good at. I played squash. I played, like I was like pure a sports gal. Yeah. And um, then come came back to Portobello High School, and it was like, if you do PE as a girl, mm-hmm. you're a loser yeah and none of my friends did it it was like every week you had to say that you had your periods and that you didn't bring your gym kit yeah that you didn't want to do it or whatever and then i think after week three my gym teacher pulled me aside and was like stop following the rest of the girls don't do this kind of thing and i was like oh but like i don't want to do you want get bullied yeah Yeah. and i was new back at the school as well yeah so i was like so hard yeah um luckily i had erin though yeah she kept me protected oh like genuinely. Little Miss Sassy and Sweet. Oh, shout out, shout out again. <laughs> so yeah, you don't really want to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and show that you're good at something. But then unless you're in like a class, I don't know, art or where yeah. you're obviously... You're, you're encouraged to You're be encouraged creative. to be yeah. creative. And you took art. Yeah. I did art, music. Then I did English, media studies, geography, modern studies. Right. What what um, instrument did you play? Oh my god. Um, so I played drums. Uh, oh yeah, I remember it, so I'm coming like, back to me. Yeah, pretty good at them. But the problem is you had to have two instruments at the same level. So, and I didn't know how to play another instrument. Uh-huh. Like, You're like drum, triangle. Yeah, I was like, what am I going to do? Um, drum music's different as well, so I couldn't like easily read music. Because obviously drums, it's not like notes, it's just what drum you're playing. Whereas every other instrument is what notes you're playing. So when it came to me doing higher music, I 
had to have a second instrument at the same level of my drums, which was pretty good. And then I was too scared to do voice, which, I'm sorry, I would still be scared. That's fucking cringe. That's like, terrifying. And it's not cringe for people that are good at singing mm. to do singing, but I, yeah. for me, I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. So I tried to terrifying. play the walking spiel. Which, oh my God, yeah. It's arguably more cringe. <laughs> Um, That's and I amazing. just couldn't figure it out. Like, I couldn't even play green sleeves. Yeah. Um, so I think I actually just patched my exam. Didn't go. Did you not? Nah. Because they were like, you're going to have to do it in two. And I was just like, oh, eck, nah. Yeah, bye. Um, nah, just leave it. So, That's so I was funny. actually up in art um, drawing a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> when Sounds the about right. exam was happening. And they were like phoning around the school for me. Shut like, up. You're missing your exam. You're missing your exam. And I was just like, eh, I've got this penguin to paint. Yeah, sorry. Priorities. Sorry, it's more I, um, I'm like, I was always too shite bag to do I, I wouldn't even have crossed my mind to not do an exam. Yeah. Because I'm too scared. That I genuinely forgot. I'm kind of oh, scared. right. Okay. Like, okay. When I realised I'd forgot, eh, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, fuck it. I only forgot because of how little I cared about it. Mm. Um, so, so you're in fifth and sixth year. Was that the point that you realised you wanted to go into media? And can you explain that for me? <laughs> yeah, well, I always loved English. I just loved the way in which you would analyse texts and how much you would learn from them. It would teach you a lot about history, sociology, different attitudes towards things at different times. Mm-hmm. Like you would basically be learning about whatever the book was about. Mm-hmm. And there'd be so so much like contextual stuff you'd have to learn. And mm-hmm. I found that really interesting. And then when it came to doing the actual work, you you basically would just argue why you were right. It's not like, you know, us being shite a mass and yeah. us not knowing the answer. You could just be like, well, I think this, and this is why. So you can have your own interpretation. Yeah, Yeah. if you had a good enough argument, you'd do well. Um, I guess. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I think that's why I liked it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I always loved films. I always just loved visual media. So loved media studies. Um, And that was kind of the only subjects I thought I was good at. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of all I wanted to do. Like, I thought, and then that's when I wanted to do journalism. Mm -hmm. Um... So that was kind of my goal at that time when I was like doing hires. And even then I was regretful that I didn't do science because I should really be a marine biologist. <laughs> we started the pod talking about yeah. whales and sharks. Like, um, I know, legit. But I just didn't do the right subjects for it. So I still regret In an that, alternative so. universe. Yeah. <laughs> it can just be my hobby for now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at that point, that's where I saw myself going. And were you applying for uni or did you take a I did break? apply for uni. I didn't quite have the grades. I was like one higher short. So decided to go to college mm-hmm. to do a journalism course. So it was like a HNC. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a mixed bag, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like it was interesting. Um, Where was this at? Um, Telford. Right. Oh gosh, yeah. Forgot were, you. Were we there? No, we weren't there. We weren't there at the same time, no. Um, I don't think. I don't know. It was fine. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't want to diss the course because I maybe wasn't, like, ready for it. But we had to learn shorthand, which is basically, like, hieroglyphics. Is that for taking notes for interviewing people and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. So it's, it's like a, like, really big thing in journalism, historically. But n- now you don't really need it. only context you need it for now is court reporting. Because if you're going into a live case, you can't take in 
like recording with you yeah and makes so sense if you're like i never want to do that anyway i want to write about like films and music and art yeah 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 you know, <laughs> pointless stuff yeah <laughs> so i was again when i had to learn shorthand i was like fuck this like this is so not me like i can't mm-hmm. learn this it was just like learning a different language and i just found it so daunting so i ended up dropping out because i didn't like want to do that module and when i realized i wasn't going to get the full qualification because i wasn't going to complete that module i was like what's the point so i dropped out in like the january and then i was a bit like fuck i still don't have the grades um that was the thing like i needed this to get into uni but if i didn't do that module i wasn't going to get the full qualification yeah so i was like well what's the point yeah i'm not going to get into uni um so at that point you were like i'm done I, yeah, I d- dropped out. Um, I worked in retail. Oh, yeah. Time, <laughs> which was absolutely shocking. <laughs> um, so then I was like, nah, like, go back to... Like, that was probably only for, like, a few months. So then I did... Gave you like, that push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, can't be doing this. So that's when I went to uh, do television. Oh, yeah. Which your dad teaches on. Your dad interviewed me. It's so funny. Um, but again, that was a fucking shit show as well. Yeah, um, it seemed... Not because of your dad, your dad. No, like well, icon, I mean... Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> I mean, his episode, which will have already been out by now, uh, it sounded like he was just winging it. Yeah. And, like, he was literally just making things up as he was going he along. He was, like, so... really well regarded on the course, though, like, and even before. Well, his colleague who taught me was even worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he was kind of both, yeah. And I feel like it was a course for people who wanted to be like camera operators or like sound, right. sound technicians or runners and that. Yeah, which absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. Like, yeah, I wanted to get into like writing. And... It was even before I knew I liked photography. I knew I liked the way things looked and setting up shots, but I didn't like the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that has actually kind of followed me, and it's something that I need to be better at or devote more time to. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, at he, least it's in something that you enjoy doing. Totally. So it's a different. And then you studied English and film. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what's Napier University like? I don't think I've ever been there. Um, there's lots of different campuses. Right, so okay. There's like Craig Walker, um, Merkiston, mm-hmm. Sight Hill, like a few. I honestly don't really have a bad word to say about Napier. Like, I think it's such a good uni. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of, like, modern courses. Like, even the fact that I could do English with film was, like, yeah. the selling point for me. Because I like the way in which you would study things in English. But I'm not necessarily, like, a pure bookworm. I just like analysing things. So was it kind of, like, half and half, like, half film, half English? It was basically, like, a completely traditional English lit degree. But when writing essays, you could compare and contrast with films. Right. Or TV shows or games. Like, it was just quite progressive. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Because you are constantly using your own point of reference to analyze something like mm-hmm. even if it was a fucking like charles dickens book mm-hmm. from the 19th century i could think about things that i would maybe equate that to and then write an essay comparing and contrasting it so like you're kind of keeping your students engaged and you're also modernizing a course that yeah probably quite tired i remember my friend from uni, her flatmate was doing the same, was doing English lit at Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And we're studying all the same texts. But the only difference is at Edinburgh, they do them all chronologically. So they start first year doing Shakespeare, 
15th, 16th century right. shit that's like obviously very hard to decode and yeah. like it's still fun in a way but it's not as like relatable and, and so they basically did all the same text but just chronological so we'd have, they wouldn't have been getting good shit till like fourth year that's we right have, so it went the whole way up to fourth year I think the whole course was right, right, I don't okay. quote me on it I just yeah. remember that at the time I yeah. don't know if it's still the same I mean I guess it gives you like a good breadth of like yeah. history totally. into but well, we were doing all the same text, but just like talking about them more modern stuff. Yeah, which is obviously which what is you're there. interested in. Yeah, and I actually just it popped into my head there. You did your final dissertation on Spring Breakers. Um, is that right? No, I like was going to. Okay. I did a huge essay on Spring Breakers. Right. Okay. But so I remember us watching it. And I took loads of notes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, love that film though. I know. My final film. Th- uh, dissertation was on Under the Skin, remember the... Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah and I remember watching that with you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been insufferable. No, no, not at all. Okay. It's a good film. There's nothing like watching a film with someone who is studying film. Like, oh, like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, it is interesting because it's... You say things that I would just never pick up on as yeah. well, which is nice. Okay. So don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not a bad word to say then, but Napier enjoyed it. Iconic lecturers yeah um, that's great one in particular she's mm-hmm. called Sarah Art mm-hmm. she's such an icon yeah just very supportive uni I just loved it I loved that's amazing I loved every class mm-hmm. I loved everything I studied I felt like I was good at it it was a really supportive environment and that's why I wanted to do a course like that because the previous two courses, I was like, this, this isn't quite what I should be doing. Yeah, and you need to have that, like, positive uni experience yeah, as well. Like, totally. Yeah. Um, so, no, not a bad word to say. I know a few people who did the same course and they agree, so... That's, that's like, really nice to hear. I feel like people have a lot of shit to say about their unis and stuff, which is, like, obviously valid, mm-hmm. but it's nice to hear someone just has, like, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then... So you got your degree, mm-hmm. and then what? Um, oh God. Then <laughs> I got a job in property. Oh, so you did? Yeah, uh-huh. It was pish. But, like, were you wanting to have a break from education, or were you no. wanting to jump into, you wanted, wanted to get a job? I a job that was good. I didn't know what that would be. Because as enjoyable as my course was, it wasn't clear what we were going into after it. Like, it was, like teaching or nursing or it was kind of like mm. do with this what you will um, which is a bit vague it's vague and it takes time yeah I, just, I didn't know what I still didn't know what I wanted to do and I think that's so common is like mm-hmm. people don't know what they want to do before they go to uni people don't have a fucking clue what they want to do when they leave uni mm-hmm. they don't know what their options are well, I didn't yeah. have a clue I wanted a job that was relevant to what I studied something in film but I wanted to write about films. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to make them because I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't, like, I didn't feel like I knew enough about that. Right. I was, my safe space was, like, writing about stuff. Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I ended up just getting this job in this property company, which was, it was quite fun, but it wasn't what I wanted to do at all. Um, and the money was awful. Really? Yeah. Which like, is kind of shocking for oh my a job. God, really bad. So yeah. Do you want to know what my salary was? If you want to say it. It was 13k. Oh my god. And this isn't that long ago. When like, would that have been? Like 2015. Oh my. That isn't 15. in the grand scale thing. No. It's not. 
That's wild. Who the fuck do they think they are? That's crazy. The only good thing about it being that low was that, like, I wasn't paying back my student loans yet. I like, I wasn't. It was so low that it was just like, oh, okay. And like, were you living at home yeah. at that point? So yeah. like, like if you were, if you had your own place, you would have been completely fucked. To have, to be on shite money, to be doing something unfulfilling that you don't want to do. Yeah. Just... And did you not get commissions for that? Well, nah, I wasn't like selling. Properties. I guess I was like it was basically a call center right okay um, Still like basically like booking viewings and yeah it was not the best place to work yeah and um, loads of sound people and like like yeah. from like work experience with yeah colleagues and that but oh yeah like loads of funny people and it was like a funny place to work but like what they were paying people and some of the people in charge were like questionable yeah toxic I would say that's mental yeah and you see what you're saying about not really knowing what you wanted to do and stuff. Do you think there's a connection with, is Scotland quite difficult to find these sorts of media position, journalism positions, writing positions? Because I don't really know much about that world. It's just, Scotland's small. Yeah. There's not that many people here. The pool for things is just small. I, I don't want to say Scotland's got shite opportunities because it's really not. I volunteered at the Edinburgh Film Festival. That was great. We've obviously got The Fringe. Mm-hmm. Like we've got BBC in Glasgow. There's definitely options, but they feel limited, mm-hmm. and um, I just had no confidence. It wasn't that I didn't have motivation, because when I was like in a course studying, I was like doing really well. Mm-hmm. When it came to me like putting myself out there, I was really scared, so I just didn't bother at all. Yeah. I definitely think if you were in somewhere like London or something, like you would maybe have more diverse opportunities to choose from Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say scotland's got none but i would just say it's a small place yeah um what yeah which is fair i i did see that there's going to be a few film studios being built in scotland well there's one in lee is there yeah oh my god what's it called i don't know but i know they filmed like the rig you know that thing that was on amazon oh with like martin Comston. oh yeah um they're really trying to invest in the film industry, yeah. Scotland, which they should. Because it's stunning. Um, and they obviously film a lot of films here on location in the Highlands and shit. Yeah, exactly. So like, why not have a film studio here? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, look at Pinewood in England. Mm. They shoot so much there. Can you believe Barbie was shot there? That's crazy. I don't know if it was Pinewood, but it's like that vibe. And the whole thing was filmed there, apart from the stuff in on Venice Beach. Yeah. Oh my god, that's why so like, I didn't know the that. The whole Barbie World thing. Like when I was watching it I was just like, they're in England. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm totally taken out of this. Yeah. But that makes sense why all the pure sex education actors were in it. Oh yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Do you know what I thought they should have done with yeah. that? I thought they should have maybe made the you know the girl that looks like Margot Robbie yeah. from Sex Education. Mm-hmm. I thought they should have made a mini classic Barbie version yeah, of her and uh uh-huh. but make her the smaller version or well, something I don't know if that was planned but they definitely cast her with the, that res- the resemblance in, in mind her. yeah that, I heard one of them say that like when they met they realized how much they didn't actually look alike oh that's so maybe interesting something maybe they were like oh maybe this won't yeah. work as much also you know there's a girl from two doors down in it you know that, like, Scottish... Shut up. Yeah. That's so funny. I was like, wait, is that the girl from Two Doors Down? She's a pure Ouija. Well, yeah, you can tell it's been... Oh, I know the girl you're yeah. talking about. Oh, my God, right, so... She's in that E4 thing on my fat diet. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know okay. exactly who you're talking about. That's so funny. I didn't realise that's because it's filmed in England. Yeah. I mean, I'm just connecting. <laughs> no, that yeah, that makes, like, loads of sense. Yeah. Oh, I kind of love that. So, no, no, no. Went off track. 
um, so, so yeah, you're at, was that when you were thinking, right, I'm going to do a master's? I was just thinking, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this. So I applied for my master's from my desk. Really? At my job. Yeah. Right. I was just like, nah, Over I, it. I not keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And like, it was one of those where I was like, even if I progress, I don't, I don't, I still don't want to be here. Yeah. There was no one in that company that I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact that people at the top were making insane amounts of money. Um, that's awful, eh? You guys are making fucking pennies. Embarrassing. Um, um, and then went to work the day after and already got in. Oh my God. Amazing. And I think that's like an achievement. Like I think when you're oh. applying for masters or like they want you. Oh, okay. But still though, it's nice. Pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. How much yeah. was it? Um, like three or four grand. We, we don't need to get into yeah. <laughs> the money side of it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk briefly about Glasgow, but... Yeah. <laughs> We were just burning money. And yeah. um, nah, but yes. the certain master's courses qualify for SAS, which means that mm-hmm. you can get a loan for half the fees mm-hmm. and then get a living loan. So like right. I was like, fine, I'll just do that. Yeah. Because I didn't get full SAS when I was at undergrad. So I was like, oh just Okay, nice. It. So I think the course is like seven or eight grand. They loan you half. And then so you get do. the like 450 quid a month yeah. as also a loan. I just knew I had to do something else. And you wanted to live in Glasgow. I wanted to live in, I, wa- I hadn't moved away. So I, mm-hmm. this was all while I was living at home, which mm-hmm. was, you know, fine. I love my mum and dad, but also like, that's not fine on them. Yeah. And you're like, getting older. Getting older. It was like, nah, like I had to. Back I then wanted... we were absolute steaming little States. arseholes as like, well. Our parents, honestly. So yeah, I wanted the experience too. I also was like, wanted to get, not get back into journalism, but I'd always in the back of my head thought, oh, that's actually what you wanted to try doing. Like the course sounded great. I wanted to do the course because of the digital aspect. Yeah. I told you that you would, we would learn how to like edit videos and stuff like that. So yeah, I was so happy to get in. This would have been like the April. So I was obviously starting in the September. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was basically just like, fuck you. Family. Yeah, like, goodbye. Yeah, I think I just patched them. Yeah. Like, I think the last week I was just like, nah. Oh, okay. Like, my mom and dad were on holiday, you know. <laughs> You're like, free house. I had a free house. I <laughs> Empty. I just yeah. kind of like, like, disappeared. <laughs> but also, I owe them nothing. Oh, They absolutely. owe me about 20 grand. Yeah, legit. From getting underpaid. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, so then moved to Glasgow. Yeah. And we lived together. How long was it? Well, it would have been like what a school year. <laughs> so it wasn't very long. Well, mine was shorter than you, but. So I moved in October. You moved at the end of January. I was there for about two years. I think you were there maybe like nine months to a year. Yeah, it's like a year um, max. Maybe ten months. I don't yeah. Know. It wasn't long. Nah. You were quite skint then, eh? Yeah, really skint. Yeah, uh-huh. Story of my life. Uh, no, it's because mind the restaurant me and Erin were working at, they like I fucked think, us over. <laughs> I think calling it a restaurant is... Well, yeah, it's a bit a like... Yeah, it's a bit much. Um, smoke, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> um, in Glasgow, they like, they were taking our tax. Yeah. And stealing it. And was I was so like, okay, I, I can't work here. I need to leave. And then I had like two weeks to find a job or I wouldn't be able to pay rent. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, I, I need to go back to Edinburgh. Yeah. But anyway, 
while we were there, it was fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. We were fucking riots. Yeah, I didn't have a job. Yeah. For the first time of my life, only time of my life, it was so fun. Yeah. Um, I just was getting by on like my sass, and Mm -hmm. obviously I was still going to uni and stuff, but yeah, um, it was super fun. Yeah. Um, feel like I got the experience I wanted. Yeah. Obviously, we had an amazing flat. I know it was stunning. Kushti, it was G one. G one baby. Good location. And that's when we found Drag Race. Oh yeah, <laughs> we used to stay up till six in the morning. <laughs> what finishing season? Yeah, I'm like, I thought you need to watch. I'd be like, right, but season seven, we need to watch season seven. We need to start watching it at ten pm, and we'll finish it at seven in the morning. Yeah, and then I'll go to uni at eleven. Yeah, it sounds great. That was so fun. I know, um, and all the food, all like the takeaway food and that. Yeah. it's like late, like. No, Glasgow everything's open later. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, so Like, good. after nights out and that. Just, sorry, Edinburgh, but it's just a better city. Yeah, I think, like... I love Edinburgh as my home city. I love it. Yeah, I love visiting but Glasgow. Edinburgh's shite. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, like... I think I am an Edinburgh girl. Mm-hmm. But purely because I know it... We just know it so well, it's like so comfortable, but I love going to Glasgow. There's so much going on in Glasgow. It's obviously an all-round cooler city. Yeah, it is. There's quite a lot of terrible people in Edinburgh. Yeah. We're also not as friendly and like in Glasgow, everyone says hi to each other. Yeah. But then I don't I mind, that. I don't want to say hi to everybody. It's not because I'm not friendly, I'm just like... It's not a village. Yeah. <laughs> We're not on a hike. No, I don't. We're I, doing a... I, I, hi. Hello. Hi. Oh. Hi. Nipping to the shop to get the paper. I'm like, don't fucking look at me. I know. I don't want to talk to anybody. No. Especially if it's like on your way to work or side. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the master's course, like what was, was it good? Did you enjoy it? Um. Yeah, I really like it. It was, I would say like a really good course. I would give it like an eight or nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Um, respectable. Respectable. Good uni again. The buildings were really cool. Like. Yeah. So we were in that area. Yeah, we were in We there. lived really close. Too close. Mm. Um, that's a trend though. Look how close I live to my work now. Oh my God, yeah. Is um, it good there? Yeah, it is good. Lucky. But, no, it was a good course. Good people, obviously. You met Bryce. I met Bryce. Shout out Bryce. Bryce Pops. Um, we yeah. miss. Oh, we miss and love. But, no, it was a good course. The only downside was it shouldn't be called digital journalism because the digital part was lacking. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's obviously the reason why you wanted to do yes, it. totally. And what was it just... Um, it was just was like it we lacking? went out onto the street and been like, oh, can someone just come in and teach these guys how to video edit? This random old man came in and was just like... <laughs> it was so weird. It ended up having to be the people on the course who already knew how to video edit teaching the rest of us. Oh, right, okay. Um, what were you learning it on? Uh, it was like Premiere Pro. Right, like, okay. But... The guy teaching us was fucking clueless. And he wasn't like a... He wasn't one of the lecturers. Like, they got him in to do this. That's and so weird. It was strange. That um, is strange. And I was like, oh, so the one selling point of this course is the, the downside. Right. Um, hopefully they've improved by now. <laughs> At Strath Clyde. Um, I'll make sure to tag them yeah, in the description. Um, so was that when you did... Because you did a, um, a wee brief stint volunteering... At Edinburgh, oh no, because you're in Glasgow. So that come after the masters. So, we can go into that probably. What are you but about? the sorry, the um, uh, when you were volunteering at the prison. 
That was at Napier still. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, damn. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, I didn't realise it was at Napier. Yeah. I'm going back. But you can go back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was class. Yeah, so that sounds so interesting. So in fourth year, we did a module on crime. like That's cool within itself. Yeah, we did a lot of detective novels, like um, Blue is the Warmest Colour, I think. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not what it's called. I mean, you could tell me the title of any book and I'd be like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we studied like Monster. <gasps> okay, I do know that. Stuff, like, <laughs> like, the subsequent documentary. But for that course, we basically had the opportunity to like teach in Edinburgh Prison, teach English to the inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, well, it was, the interview process was quite like, it was like a job. Right. Quite um, serious. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can have to but be. But I get it. Yeah. And then they chose a few people. I got chosen, then we had to go to the prison and do like inductions and learn self-defence. Oh my god. Um, in a pure padded room. It was really cool. That is cool. Um, made it seem, like I get it, it was a prison, but it made it seem like it was going to be really fucking scary. Yeah. Um, but I obviously know you just need to, just in case. Be protected. Um, but when I went in, it was just, it was the cutest little environment ever. It was like a wee primary school in the middle of a prison. And basically... The inmates choose to go to class if they want. So it's not... I thought it would be, like, quite rowdy. Okay. But it wasn't. It was, like, people who wanted to live. They wanted to be there. They were all lovely. Oh. They were just... It was It was really sweet. It was sad. Like, I felt sorry for them. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like it was helpful? Did they get something out of it? Um. Yeah, like, I feel like it's just really important in that kind of environment to mm-hmm. have things like education. And, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I think prisons should definitely be more focused on rehabilitation and improving people's skills and letting people learn and do something productive while they're in there. So yeah. I respected the people that wanted to come and learn a lot. They were mm-hmm. all so nice. Wasn't scared of anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the stereotype you think of what a prison would be, it wasn't like that. I found everyone very respectful and... It was rewarded and quite eye-opening, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long was it for? It was like a six, seven-week thing. Did they, Was that something that they would continuously do, or was it just like it happened it's to be an option? Yeah, like my lecturer at Napier has all her like writing and area of study is about prisons. Oh, wow. It's crime writing, but uh-huh. she does a lot of stuff to do with prisons. So she's got a good link with Edinburgh Prison, so it's like quite a right. like, unique partnership. Yeah. Um, and I think it's still going because she actually emailed me maybe a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Asking, she was emailing people who had done the volunteering and asking their thoughts on it. I think maybe to renew the partnership. I don't know. That's but cool. I hope it's still a thing and I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's really That's really, really cool. Good. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so sorry. So we'll skip forward again to your master. Yeah. So you enjoyed it? Loved it. A bit lacking in the digital side. Yeah. And you love Glasgow. Love Glasgow. Still want to live there. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Would you go back? I would, yeah. But I, I love Edinburgh too. I just, I, I don't know. I want to be in Glasgow with him in the way I am now. I'm in a better place. Got you. And lots of aspects of Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would like to live in Glasgow again and actually enjoy it and not just be like, fat shattered in the press <laughs> i think that's like how i feel as well about yeah. it i'm like i wish i could go back in like a better 
position uh-huh. all round. Because yeah. we were spits. Yeah. Like, that is what made it funny. I know. So I we were I... just so skint all so the time. Like, but, like, constantly getting takeaways. Constantly. Takeaways, bevying all the drinking. time. Drinking. Uh-huh. Um, I know. It was just, like, a two-year party. I know. And well, just, like, patching, going out and just staying in the flat. Staying in, because we've never really had a flat like that. I know. So good. The balcony. Yeah. <gasps> I also clung on too long. Like, I just really wanted to stay in Glasgow. And I maybe stayed six months after I should have. Like, after Bryce left, I should have just bit the bullet and came back. But yeah, I took a job in... It was one of the worst times of my life. Yeah. I was so depressed. Um, It was a horrible working environment. They used to time how long people were in the toilet. That's awful. I was like, what in the fucking George Orwell 1984? I know. Like, this is terrible. Um, Yeah. And loads of people loved working there. It wasn't for me. It was like I was in a bad mental place, like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just a really dark time in my life. And it it in my head it didn't taint Glasgow, but I also just wish I'd left. Yeah. Because my life started improving when I moved back to Edinburgh. Yeah, sometimes it's hard though to like ex- accept that if you really want to make something work, you're just trying your best. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like I just want to stay in Glasgow. Because you feel like because I felt it as well. You feel like you're failing yeah. and you have to go back home and be like, back in with your parents. Like, oh, yeah, and moving back. And uh-huh. Like, it does feel like a failure. It people, but fuck it. Like, but it's better than the alternative, obviously. Yeah. Which you obviously, like, sadly had to find out. Yeah. But, like, well, you came back. I came back, I thought. Yeah. And then it was a bit of a journey to get in your job now. Yeah. Which we can touch upon as much as you like, but you worked in hospitality for a wee bit, mm-hmm. and I've also worked in hospitality for like nine years. It's really fun, so isn't it? yeah, it's absolutely the fucking worst. It's mental. Do you have a pro and a con? Do you have like one pro? Pro was the food, right? Yeah, like free food, access to a coffee machine, like good coffee, getting to make your own coffees. Yeah, get to take, take food home. You're fed and watered. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and nice. then we actually don't have time for the cons. Like, yeah, we'd be here for years. Yeah, it's um, too much. People look down on you. People think you're a piece of shit. People talk to you like you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so entitled, especially in Portobello. Yep. Like, yep, absolutely. Oh Portobello like, is the worst customers I've ever experienced. Truly, truly, like, truly. They're so entitled. They're so, like, I don't know. Like middle class, it's new money. Mummies, yoga mummies. Yeah, like, like horrible, horrible people. The Not o- all of them, but like a lot of people that I experienced. It, it's the fact that they, you know, that they think they're better than you. I've got this problem, or maybe it's a pro or an advantage. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I cannot. Like, if someone's rude to me, I have to be rude to them. Right. So if and and I know that that does not bode well in customer service. <laughs> um, but if yeah. someone's rude to me, I instantly match their rudeness. Because I'm just like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Would you ever get told off for that? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a wee bit, but at one point, someone commented on a TikTok of the place I worked, uh-huh. and the comment was, "I went in there and a guy with ginger hair shouted at me." <laughs> 
like, you're like, I've had enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I was like, you were insufferable, sorry. Like, I yeah. Was, I, was, I was... You've pushed me to breaking point. I was not just going up to people and shouting at them. Yeah, of like, course. You had to do something for me to shout at you. Yeah, you're not doing it, like, unprovoked. And, like, if people were nice to me, I was so nice to them. Yeah. Um, and, that... like, a lot of people are nice, but, like, yeah, um, that was not fun. But that job was actually the best thing that could have happened to me post-Glasgow. Because it got me, like... Getting out of bed, it helped me mentally, it helped me physically, like I got fitter. I worked with lots of cool people, lots of really cool creative people. I suppose there's a few more pros than we think, but it was a cool place to work in that sense. A lot of people had like creative side hustles, so that that was quite inspiring. Yeah. Um, The thing was hospitality and I've experienced it in retail as well. Because the job is so terrible, you bond and make like yeah. really good friends. Trauma bonding. Well, yeah, literally yeah. trauma bonding. But it's like I've never had more fun than working in hospitality. Uh-huh. But and the job you're... has never been fucking harder. Like totally. as in like just draining in your soul. Yeah. Uh huh. So if, fast. If you're paced. rude to people in hospitality, just know that we're saying such worse things about you. Literally, we hate you. We hate you. <laughs> um, just be nice to people. Hard. Nobody really goes into these jobs. To want to be there forever and totally. that's what they want their career to be like totally. you're gonna get some people that want to open their own cafe or whatever it is yeah. but people are just trying to get by yeah so like just don't be rude i know don't get it agreed yeah so yeah it was a, a mixed bag yeah yeah it was a cool place to work um and if you feel like it helped you build up your confidence a little bit with the end of glasgow mm-hmm. yeah it helped yeah. you pick you back up again it definitely did mm-hmm. like i, I needed it mm-hmm. um but Again, I was I just like my whole life. I was in this. I just was like, I I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Like I'm I'm somewhere I don't want to be. I should be doing something else, and it, that was that feeling. I just I never shifted it. Uh huh. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not trying to put like words in your mouth, but I know just because this is how I feel. There's like shame attached to it. Yeah. Don't know. I, I feel a lot like of shame. Pretty old, like. Mm. But like, what is old? Like, well, yeah. We, there's no time to do anything like do you know what I mean there's no there's no right time to do things mm. at, but I just felt like okay I've now gone and got a master's mm-hmm. like how am I still stuck in a job I hate mm-hmm. and maybe that was down to me but well probably was <laughs> but I think you once again you're just doing your best in that moment and it advice. all got you to where you are yeah, now true. which says loads yeah what was the moment that you were like right I need to get a new job and what I actually want to do? Um, it was actually people from my current job were in mm-hmm. my old job. Oh, something. right, okay. Um, and so there's someone I went to school with who works with me now who's always been, like, super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Lindsay. Um, Hi, Lindsay. She'd always wanted me to work with her. She's always like, you'd be so suited to the job I'm in. And I just never really had the confidence. So they were in filming something. And then I just went up to him and I was like, I fucking hate this, I fucking hate this, I fucking hate this. Like, oh, it's fucking terrible, it's fucking terrible, I hate working here. And, and then she was like, you should apply this year. She told me to apply more, mm-hmm. like before that. And she was just like, this is the year. So I applied. And I basically had them a notice in before I even had heard back about this other job. Like, yeah. I was just like, I cannot do this. Like, I've reached my limit. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I did start doing more content stuff and I was doing, like, 
Like, yeah, you were helping out a wee bit, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was like, I can't work in the shop anymore, but I'll do some content. I'll make videos, mm-hmm. um, and I was doing a bit, a bit more of that stuff, which was fun. And you know, it was a cool brand, and like mm-hmm. there was a lot of cool stuff that could be done with that. But mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I had, I had to get out. I don't know. It's a. I just knew. I just knew that I couldn't work there anymore. Yeah, and I know that anxiety was a big thing, and mm-hmm. and still, it like I mean, I'm the same, and we talk about it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, but the anxiety that happens in oh those types of stressful environments is it's just too much. Well, I didn't think I was a person that could have panic attacks, and I mean, I know everyone can probably have them, but. I'd never had them before. Yeah, we, yeah, kind of experienced it. I was having it. them daily. Yeah. I was, like, shaking, crying in the toilets. Like, you know when you're, like, am I raging or am I crying? Like, you're, like, yeah. so angry, shaking. So, yeah, it was taking me to mental places I had never been before. Mm-hmm. And I, I was also just, like, you don't even want to do this. Yeah, like, like why am I putting myself why like am this? Why here? Like, the money's awful. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything out of it. Aside from the things I said earlier. but Well, yeah. Like, I was over it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been so, enough time by this oh point. By this point. And the pandemic set me back. So I was, like, yeah. trapped a bit longer than I wanted. So, yeah, it's not worth it mentally. Like, I'd already been quite down. And, yeah, the anxiety was through the roof. So it was it was awful. Mm-hmm. When was it that you came out? It was... Was it during that period or was it... Because I know, obviously, that was, like, a well, difficult time for you as well, but... It was, yeah, it was difficult. It was basically over the course of a year. Right, okay. you have to come out a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. It's barbaric and draining mm-hmm. and... Yeah, it's weird. So I basically spent about a year slowly telling everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was while I was at that other job. So, like, that, you know... I kind of got the confidence to start telling people at work, but mm-hmm. it's just bizarre. Like, the more you have to do it, the more you're like, why is this a thing? Totally. Um, and yeah. also, I've got, like, people love to tell me that they'd known for years, which I'm just like, shut Yeah, I don't up. need no, to hear different. that. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Yeah. I genuinely, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, I kind of thought, but I, I just had no confidence. I, mm-hmm. I had some work that I needed to do on myself. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I spent about a year coming out, and then... And I'm also extremely lucky. Like, this is coming from someone who's privileged and, you know, had a good experience coming out mm-hmm. to everyone. Yeah. Like, all Yeah, my you're a were very friend. supportive yeah. friend group, like, family. And dad, like, legends, yeah. Like, so that's coming from someone who's privileged. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying how hard it was. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. only imagine if you're in an environment that's not as accepting. Um, it's just barbaric. Like, is there, was there any kind of, um, oh my God, I've not told that person, like, will they be annoyed at me if I yeah. don't tell them? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to pure think about, like, oh. The order in which uh-huh, you're going to tell like, people. Well, it's I've mental. That person, I better tell this person. Yeah, oh, like, now that person knows I've got to make sure that person, yeah. 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 Um, it's just insane. It's mm-hmm. so weird that we have to do this in mm-hmm. 2023. I know. Well, this would have been a couple of years, few years ago, but, oh, it's. It's weird, but do repeatedly doing it, I think, made me. It kind of changed me a bit. Like yeah. I feel like I didn't want to go out as much. Like not in a bad way. Like I didn't want to go out for the sake of it. Like I've obviously met my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, 
and shout out to Lee Ban. Shout out Lee Ban. We love him. <laughs> better be fucking. You <laughs> um, better be still here. <laughs> but yeah, that, so I obviously met him. So before yeah. I met him, it was like so the start of the year. It was a weird thing to. It was a weird conversation to navigate because I hadn't been with a guy or anything. Mm-hmm. I just was like, mm, I, I, I think I, this I know is I'm it. not straight. Yeah, basically. yeah. The only thing I can definitively say is I know I'm not straight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's a weird conversation to have where you're like coming out as being confused about something. But then I met him. So then towards the end of that year, this was obviously like we've been together a while. So yeah, yeah. This was during that time. Towards the end, I could just say, oh, I've met someone. It feels thing. a bit easier yeah. to just be like, here's a person. Yeah, totally. This is it, yeah. Um, and I'm at the point now where I'm just like, oh, hopefully everyone just knows. I don't owe anyone anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But You went through the hardest part, and now yeah. you can just... You I just do to. think it's weird that if someone comes out to you, your first response is like, I, I knew. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's fuck? not a good response. Yeah, like, even if you thought it, even if you think that person's camp or... Whatever stereotype you're basing that assumption mm-hmm. on, yeah. like someone being camp, someone being pals with girls, whatever, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because it, it's reductive to that person and uh-huh. it invalidates the struggle they went through. Totally. Um, to come to the realisation. And... Yeah. If you think, yeah. oh, just a, someone random knew before you, it's just, it makes your struggle feel stupid. Yeah. Totally. Um, like you said, it's invalidating. It is. So just... Uh, Watch what you fucking say. <laughs> You're getting battered. <laughs> oh yeah, so that, that so, was a hard year. So yeah, like all of this is happening like all at once. And I honestly think that I I had to do that before I could flourish in my career. I think so too. And I just I, didn't know that, that's, that yeah. that was like the elephant. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, su- it must have been such a weight lifted just, not just from physically telling people, but just in your own... Yeah. realization and just be like right be fucking hell like, yeah i, I haven't changed me. I yeah didn't change, no but like I literally accepted my own self so yeah like, yeah and then to go from to then get the job of my dreams i didn't really have to come out it's very accepting yeah there's loads of gay people like there's loads of like there's no question no so like, like yeah. it's, it's refreshing mm-hmm. to not have mm-hmm. to feel like you have to announce what really is like a sexual preference. Yeah. You boil it down. Yeah. People don't deserve to know. Exactly. Like, it's so private. We're not going like, to ask in the streets what they like. Do I know. know I, mean? I know. Um, it's wild. So, yeah, like I, I do, on reflection, once I'd done all that working on myself and coming to realisations, coming out, like getting fitter, all that stuff, mm-hmm, like, it mm-hmm. just made me feel more secure in myself. And then, as soon as that all that shit happened, I got the job I'd always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, the cliches that people tell you are kind of true. Like, I know. It, it will be a weight lifted. You will feel better after it. Like, all mm-hmm. this stuff. But mm-hmm. it's weird when you're in the closet, you you are fine with the idea of never coming out. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'll never do it. I'll never. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine just lying my whole life. Which is insane, if you think about it. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, but it's fine to be gay now. Like... Well, why are we thinking like that when we're in the closet? Yeah. Like if it's if it's totally accepted everywhere, like why? Yeah, it's no like systemic. Gay, why? Yeah. Like and that's coming from a white gay man. Like I'm like the most privileged queer person you can get. Mm. Like I can't even imagine what that'd be like for like a trans person or yeah. a person of color or you know like someone less privileged than me. Mm-hmm. I still was like fully accepted that I would like lie to everyone in my life for my whole life and that. 
when I came out, I just was like, okay, everything's fine, nothing's changed. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. No, and I, that's conditioning. Once you came to these conclusions, your anxiety started to improve. Yeah. Obviously, you're now in a job that you l- love. Yeah. And it all starts turning around for you. Totally. So tell me a little bit about <coughs> your current role. A couple of days ago was actually my two-year Oh, was it? University. Oh, yeah. congrats. But yeah, like I said earlier, I work for like a comms, PR, digital, creative agency mm. based in Edinburgh. And it's just kind of like the job I've always wanted. Like, if you told me a few years ago all the things I enjoy, if I could have a job that I could do aspects of all those things, mm-hmm. I would have, wouldn't have thought that was possible. Well, it kind of wasn't not well, that yeah. long ago. I know. Like, when you were studying, this was not an option. Obviously, like, PR and marketing existed, but not to this, the level that it is now. So totally. it didn't exist. We didn't know about it's it. It's growing in a way that encompasses, like, social media. Exactly, and, like, yeah. More things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A typical day is like, it's mental, but yeah. in, in a good way. Like yeah. It, agencies are known for being like extremely fast paced. Mm-hmm. Like you get to work on so many different things. Like mm-hmm. you get a vast array of clients and you, your experience grows really quickly, mm-hmm. um, which is such a great thing to be able to do. People say like one year at an agency is like five years in-house yeah it's super but, intense yeah it's really intense <laughs> yeah but, um i mean every job i've had has been intense but the yeah. only difference is it's all been places i didn't want to be mm-hmm. so at I'm, least now you can like apply yeah, to it yeah at least when it is intense i'm like okay but you're learning so much it's fun like i'm work with so many like-minded people you are also just like kind of in the know of what's happening yeah like, not just in terms of the media but more like stuff happening in your own city like what's, what's yeah happening? yeah like, that's true yeah um it's it's a really cool job. Like I love it. And you get to be involved in the fun aspects of the shoots and yeah. the like. We get to plan shoots. Yeah, events, write. and that's the best part. I love writing. I love shooting videos. I love taking photos. I love coming up with ideas for campaigns. Like these are all things I do on a daily basis. Yeah. And like, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Is, is brainstorming one of your favourite things? I feel like you're really good at it. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I go into some brainstorms and I'm like, mute. So it's not <laughs> It like, depends what it's, it's like about, every, I guess. Yeah, it's not like every brainstorm I'm, like, smashing it. But I do enjoy that aspect of it. I enjoy, like, identifying audiences mm-hmm. and, like, thinking how things will look. Think I enjoy coming up with a like, tone of voice of things mm-hmm. and, like... Yes, yeah, it's, it's really fun. I think that's like a great confidence builder doing stuff like that because purely saying that from my perspective of not feeling comfortable in like brainstorming situations because I always get told negative things. Well, that's not good. So that you which should never is, tell anyone. Well, exactly. So like I was, I, I always felt terrified in yeah. those sorts of group situations, but to be in a safe space where you can like yeah. actually brainstorm and not feel stupid. Yeah obviously it's going it's to so make valuable. your like confidence grow and like there's some people that just aren't really suited to that yeah and that's fine yeah. like i i like doing that myself but i get that like it's not always sometimes you don't think of the idea in the actual brainstorm yeah oh sometimes totally yeah you go away and you're like it just comes to you mm-hmm. but that's fine like the brainstorm should just be like a springboard to like mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the next round of thought like, yeah it's just the beginning yeah yeah totally this is the beginning 
<laughs> um, from working in an agency, would you want to say that your next job work in house somewhere, or do you feel like you're quite accustomed to agency life? I think I prefer agency. Yeah, um, like in house would be a bit too slow for you. Yeah, I don't see myself leaving. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so fun. It's, that's amazing yeah you get to do so many different things yeah you know? it's not stagnant like I feel yes. like I don't I'm not dissing in house but I feel like it would maybe become a bit boring no it it does um, yeah yeah so I think for me I'm more suited to mm-hmm. fast paced and you can also just dip your toe into so many different skills mm-hmm. I work closely with graphic designers I get to see their process and then there's so many different skill sets within the agency it's what makes it so good is that like people are good at different things and that's necessary like yeah. it's good to have different strengths because it all balances itself out mm-hmm. um like look at you you mentioned it earlier but look at how scared we were of public speaking i know and this is like an old one joke know. at my work because yeah like, i had to present and i got oh, so yeah. scared that i ran home to my flat <laughs> Which is over the road. But still, I, I was like, no, I no, 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 no. We're in the meeting, so I, I thought it would be less scary to be on Zoom. And then. So you ran home and like lifted up your lap yeah, and you're I was like, like <gasps> I was like, deep then. Oh, God. And since the person was like, okay, I'm just going to pass over to Ryan. And I absolutely shout myself, slammed yeah. my laptop shut ran to my bedroom and like was purifying on my bed <laughs> like hiding under the covers yeah. like... and then two seconds later I just burst out laughing because I was like what you just done was really funny <laughs> yeah, I took your tell to go at work like, like my internet cut out and like even just before you were about to speak yeah just that precise <laughs> moment it's never cut out before but it's, it's so weird so strange um, <laughs> and then even like the next day everyone was like come on like we're not stupid Aww. but they were like laughing yeah so it was instantly funny That's and then good. i had another moment like not so this was obviously when i first started so mm-hmm. and then i had another moment from my manager at the time um and she was just like and she's amazing like she's so outgoing and like inspirational she's called adele uh-huh. and then um, she we had to do a presentation and she was just like you'll be you'll be presenting half of it to our client and I was like sorry oh pardon God. what do you want me to have a heart attack yeah excuse and then me I just she was like no you'll be fine you're doing it and not in a like harsh yeah way, yeah, just in, like, yeah she knew I could do it and oh she was just God. like you're doing it and then I did it and it was absolutely fine mm-hmm. and now I love presenting like, what you love presenting I don't know <laughs> I, I, I love is a strong word love is strong <laughs> I don't mind it that's amazing though um, like what a step forward I mean I a million steps forward. Make an Excel sheet and I'll start crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember when we were both at uni and having to like talk each other through having to do a presence. Yeah, uh huh. Because yeah. we were so fucking anxious. Like that's the, the thing that I absolutely hated doing as well. But that, if Any you told me before this weekend, job that I was going to be comfortable presenting, I would have yeah. believed you. No, totally. So like, all the things that you are scared of, if you're in the right environment and yes. supportive and the people are sound and they get you and they encourage you. You will overcome these things. Yeah, like you're going to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. That's like happened to me in two years. Yeah. Like, that's insane. That's insane. I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. And you're like, you're, you've done so many scary things. Yeah. No, like my dad says that to me a lot, He's which is really sweet. But like, because he used to come and pick me up from Gala Shields, like, um, yeah. to take me home. Oh, and I'd be like having like full breakdowns in the car. Yeah. Like at one point, didn't know if I should go back. I mean, it was quite brief. I have to 
no like I still have anxiety but like that kind of, there was a really piece, bad yeah there was a yeah. really bad point and luckily it didn't last it didn't overtake everything but was but because you had loads of presentations no it was nothing really to do with the presentations it was I had a lot of stuff going on um well I'd just been through a big breakup mm-hmm. and I had my back issues which I didn't know which were like undiagnosed at the undiagnosed yeah. I didn't know what was going on with me I was like constantly in pain but yeah. didn't know why and also probably quite depressed from breakup. my breakup yeah I think it was a combination of that so like uni it wasn't uni that made me anxious it was like I didn't feel myself yeah like I didn't feel comfortable in myself I was like there's something wrong with me I didn't feel like I could present myself in a strong way because I didn't feel like I was myself. Well, yeah, it's like the only way I can explain it. No, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Like yeah. That would that would be like me having to do all these scary things before I came out or mm. before I'd improved or come to terms. Yeah, with yeah, myself. yeah. It was like in the heat of it. Yeah. Like this time last year, even I was like mm. not in a good place, um, confidence wise. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah, you really do just have to fucking push for it. Also, that job thing happening is the best thing that could have happened to you because totally. in a short space of time that you're doing freelance, you've done so many things. Yeah. Like, you've... Again, you're basically a self-running agency. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a fucking podcast. I know. I know. It's That's why, amazing. But the thing is, it's because I'm good by myself. I work well just getting on with it, making my own decisions. I don't... I realise I don't really thrive or work well in this kind of nine to five monday to friday repetitive same thing every week i need to be like busy Mm -hmm. but like doing lots of different things at lots of different times yeah like make my own rules Mm -hmm. and i and then clearly it works for me do you know what i mean like we need to listen to people like people are different yeah totally you need to almost know yourself when you're most productive yeah in yeah. order to get the best out of it and yeah like, you are proof of that so yeah we've pretty much we've talked about a lot we have um it turns into a wee therapy session. it does it's nice though it is nice it is but we're gonna go into your talking shape uh-huh. i've just got a couple a few because i didn't have a lot of time to prep this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is a game where we debunk some stereotypes and generalizations uh-huh. Um, so the first one is working in PR and marketing means that you have to be able to multitask and juggle multiple projects at once. True. And like, how do you work around that? Like, do you, how do you make it work for you? Um, well, basically where I work, all the hours are like counted for. Mm -hmm. We know how many hours we should be spending on each thing, which gives you like a structure or Uh like a guide. Uh Uh-huh. It's not like you have to stick to it by the minute. Like you okay. inevitably do more work on some things. Like you spend more time. But I know like as a guide how much time I should be spending. Mm-hmm. But you absolutely have to multitask. And yeah. You have to shift between things. But like we would probably be doing that anyway. So sometimes it's good to just get stuff out of the way or work on something and then it almost clears your head to go on something else. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Because you're not bogged down in the same stuff. You don't really have to then organise yourself. You get told how you need to organise yourself. Um, 
not we do have to organize ourselves too right like okay. we all have different to-do lists and like everyone, right everyone has different systems for how they do get through their to-do list i've been shown quite a good one where you write a big exhaustive one mm-hmm. and then you have you have basically three to-do lists one for the week mm-hmm. one for the day and then one that's immediate and you do that yourself someone showed me it right okay um, but yeah try and do it yeah um, because I also love lists. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I need to get... be more into lists oh. because I need to become a list person. I need to become a fucking diary person. Yeah, <laughs> well, like writing in your diary. No, <laughs> no, I need to become like a calendar person. Right, that's got you. I mean. Uh huh. Um, because do you use any like organization like um, planning tools or anything like that? I use uh, oh, what's it called? Well, no, because I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Um, there was something Trello. Oh yeah, yeah. I used Trello for a bit, but uh-huh. like adding to that becomes another task. Yeah. So I'm a bit sure. like, I yeah. think I've just gone back to basics, and I've, I'm going with post-its. Oh, <laughs> like that. physical post-its. <laughs> um, I like that. It, it really like it's better because I don't know, and also on my computer I'll have like stickies up. Yeah, uh, yeah. That kind of makes it seem like a post-it. It's like a digital post-it, a if digital you will. Post-it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I need to get better with having systems, I think. Because it, having a system can stop you being overwhelmed. Yeah, um, that's why I If things are floating about in your head, it, nine times out of ten, feels so much worse, more daunting, until you write it down. Yeah. And then you write it down and you're like, oh, it's actually only like four things. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Have you ever heard or used Notion? No. Notion's what I use. It's I love it. I'm really? obsessed with it. Yeah. Is it free? Uh, no, it's like ten pound a month, so it's not right. bad. Yeah. But it just essentially like it's just an organization platform. Yeah. And you you just you make lists, make calendars. It. You can yeah. customize it any way you want. It also has automated layouts, so um, it's got like a list. I'll show you. It's got like templates at the right. side. So if you're like creating a brief, yeah, it'll have like a template for it, and yeah. then you just fill in what yeah. it says. It's so good, and good. it's got like a wee bit. You can tick all the boxes off. I love it. Satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll go then. I should. Let's get Um, being a content creator is just fun. <laughs> as in, like, as in, like, it's a piece of piss. Yeah. Uh, disagree. Yeah, same, obviously. Um, yeah, it's really hard. It is hard. And like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, how is it hard? I'm like, just a couple of content creators crying out hard. I know, how hard um, life is. What I also find hard is people looking at you. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I'm like, a huge I know part of it. I'm cringe, I know I'm uh-huh, I don't like, want to be doing this. Off. Like, pretend I'm not here. Yeah. Or like, yeah, no, totally getting over that like fear yeah. of people watching you. Obviously, we were just in Brighton and like, yeah, yeah, had to do it a lot because we're basically creating content for like every single establishment <laughs> in the area. Right. Um, just keep getting booked, babes. Yeah, booked and blessed. Booked But I can see people looking at me and be like, "What the fuck is he up to?" And I'm like, "I I know," but. No, it's 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 hard. Like, yeah, and I feel like there's also a massive stigma with that. Like, there is a stigma with, with it. like yeah. influencers. I don't yeah. think I'm an influencer. I obviously no. do it as part of my work, mm-hmm. as do you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to prove what you can do. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I think there's a massive stigma, but we all have always been 
obsessed with influencers. I know. Since before social media. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, we obviously have to bear in mind that we're creating for clients as well. So, yeah. like, we have to fulfill briefs, make sure we get everything. Also, we're trying to, like, hone our own skills, prove what we can do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to go over and above. Mm-hmm. There's also editing time. So, it's not just the shooting and embarrassing yourself yeah, in front of people. so much. The editing is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it never stops as well because your phone is literally never out of your hand. Yeah. So it's really hard to switch off. Very hard, yeah. It's also having to deal with constant updates, having to <coughs> make sure you're on top of every new trends, new trends yeah. and every application on the app. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's constantly changing. And I also feel like it, if you're doing it for work, you, I'm less likely to fulfil my own creative endeavours. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I... Which I want to do more. Like, I want to take more videos for myself. I want to take more photos for myself and I do do it but yeah. I want to do it more Yeah. but like once you, when you've been doing it all day at work and then this is like a first world problem because I'm now like basically saying I do what I love which is great but um, yeah it's hard to like be on all the time yeah that's something I was going to say one of the stereotypes is once you do something you love does it then become work. a job yeah. yeah which it does yeah it's quite hard to avoid that though it is and it, like like i said it's a good problem to have yeah you exactly you love but yeah i almost and we talk about it all the time we yeah. need to set ourselves challenges we need to like because we've never had as much fun as when we were like shooting the create um the shoots for studio five oh, and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that yeah, like we need course, to yeah. do shit like that more often i know also, we do need to do that more often but we're busy i know like so it's hard. <laughs> i know like, i want to pledge to like have more passion projects. This is your pledge. Yeah. Like I'm saying it on the pod. I know. You Millions have, you of have <laughs> all my listeners. Yeah. <laughs> all my two listeners. <laughs> <I'm just... laughs> Who will it be? Jack and Leaps. Yeah, and Kirsty. Yeah. Three listeners. Three listeners. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Everyone's Shout gonna out. be listening. Yeah, yeah. And you um, need to post on the grid. Oh my god, why? <laughs> if only I had the same energy for the grid. That I do all my stories when I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> Your iconic no, no. <laughs> drunk Horrible. Instagram stories. No, I feel you, yeah. That's terrible. That's <laughs> embarrassing. It's not. And I can't stop. <laughs> I, I get one sip of alcohol and I'm just like, my life's I'm live. Yeah. Everyone must see this. What do you think? Like, why do you think you do it? Like, what? I don't know. I don't. We're not, we don't need um, to get into it. I don't know. Like, I do. I'm obviously like, when I'm drinking, I'm just like, this is fun. I'm just dancing about yeah. it. Let's put Beyonce on. And then I just you need like, to channel that energy into... I do. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It's like me You've wanting got it. to film stuff and like yeah. me wanting to create stuff. But I don't... I, I think I've not found what my niche is. Like, right, okay. And I don't think we should niche ourselves necessarily. But like, yeah... I mean... I mean, your photography is stunning. But is it boring? Is it just no. corners of building? <laughs> no, like, I mean, is that soulless? is what you... No, because you're really good at uh, composition mm-hmm. and, like, angles and, like, perspective. Like, I think you've got that down. Mm-hmm. I just need to take it to the next level. Yeah. I think I need to really start... Take it to the runway. Yeah. Run, 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 <laughs> run, run. I think I really need to start editing videos. Like, I want to make... Right. TikToks or reels of like because I've got loads of videos. You have the content yeah, I've got on the content. your phone. But yeah, will you force me to post on the grid? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. 
you'll do it. I know. And is it the fear that you don't think the you're going to get being perceived. likes, um, or is it yeah. like what? What do you think's holding you back? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because the talent's there. I know. Well, it's like me and Leeds. We're what four and a half years in, and he's was not. <laughs> there's not been a hard launch. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're technically, you know, not a couple. It's not Facebook official. Yeah, I know we've not gone <laughs> in a relationship with. Um, but I'm always like, oh, I might post us on the grid, and he's like, yeah, absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hee hee, I'm scared. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, it's your next. It's your next challenge to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right, for the last like 10 15 minutes, uh-huh. uh, story time. This is when our guest picks a topic of their choice. Uh, we had a wee chat about this earlier. What would you like your topic of choice to be? Well, I would have chose quails, but we kind of got that out of the way. In we the first... did kind of cover that already. Um, we were we, we were going to talk about shite jobs we've had. Yeah, we've also been we've, we've, about we that. have. But what was the job that you specifically want to talk about again? Because it was. When I was... Doing deliveries for the chippy. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Right. Okay. So Can you, Lucy, tell your listeners how often I phoned in sick. Like seventy-five percent of the time. Yeah. All. Yeah. I mean, I remember because how old were you? So eighteen. Uh, no, I think I was like. We were young. I think I was like age twenty-one to age twenty-four. Oh really? Yeah. Because what? When did we go to Glasgow? 2016 so the year after that the year after that yeah. right okay because i remember going in the car with you and like going oh, out on deliveries and that so it fun. was so fun so yeah tell us a bit about it because it's a fucking beller <laughs> oh my god so got a job in a chippy mm-hmm. i was like i've made it <laughs> <coughs> this is it this is it um nah honestly it was cash in hand good money class it was also, so I was still at uni, but I also had a job in retail. So this was like my second job. Right, okay. Um, That's where I think I'm getting my timeline yeah. off. But yeah, it was just like cash in hand. So it was amazing money. Yeah. And free chippies. Like, Stunning. But I kind of just couldn't be arched with it. So I just like... Well, it's a bit it. of a... It was, it was Jane. Yeah. Um, like, it was driving about, driving to quite rad areas. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, were always fine. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was always lovely, everyone was friendly. Like, it was fine. I was never scared. I just used to phone and sit all <laughs> the time. What did you say? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi, bye. <laughs> I got to a point where the excuses were becoming ridiculous. So one time mm-hmm. I was like, um, I, I texted and I was like, Sorry, I can't come into work tonight. My clutch is broken. So uh-huh. I was like, right, there's if my car is broken, like they can't make me go in. No. Like, I'm literally delivering. You yeah. So I was like, my clutch is broken and she was like, Alright, no worries. And then like an hour later he texts me like, You just drove past me. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the audacity. I hate to bring it to you, Lucy, but the clutch thing was a lie. <laughs> I know, but um, per- like, could you not have avoided going past your work? I didn't go past my work. She oh, was, right, like, okay. She was, like, coming out her flat or something. Right, okay, got you, got you. I didn't know where she lived. That makes more sense. And it's that you've just went zooming past <laughs> um, Guess the clutch thing was made up, and I was like, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it was broken. But I'm actually just on my way to the garage to like get like honestly like they must just be like are you fucking joking? Um, so they were yeah that was a, a hilarious. Job. That's so funny. Also Katie, our friend Katie, another another friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, 
she worked at like a rival chippy. Oh, so she did, yeah, yeah. So we'd we'd both like go with each other on deliveries, like especially on a Sunday. Uh huh. Sometimes I'd go with her on deliveries, and we would get about six chippies in the space of like one night. Uh huh. Like every time she went in, I was like, oh my god, get me a red bean up. (laughs) Yeah. Get me a can of coke. Get me a sausage supper. Uh huh. Like it was insane. Um. But that was probably the most ridiculous slash funny job I've had. Yeah. What's the funniest job you've had? Um. Oh, God. Uh, probably, like, the most I could talk about is snacks. That's probably the funniest. But I also did work for two weeks in a chocolate factory, which Shut is up. hilarious. But... Tell me about that. <laughs> I genuinely don't know about that. I, I probably told nobody. Right. Like, yes. I, yeah, it was so embarrassing. It what was when chocolate? I just moved back from Glasgow. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Lucy. No, no, no. It was tragic. It was in Nidri. Oh. It was like a chocolate factory in Nidri. Was it? And I had to just, like, wrap chocolate. What was the chocolate? Um, you're gonna no I can't even remember what it was called but it it was like a local but like big enough to have a fucking factory but what they did was um, you're gonna you're gonna hate this okay Um, their thing that they got like big for was making um, chocolate that looked like Brussels sprouts for Christmas no absolutely fuck off so like chocolate coins bags but a bag of Brussels sprouts but it was like packaged like and they looked they were like little green Brussels sprouts but they were chocolate and that was like their big seller right but they had other products as well have you told anyone yeah I would yeah uh-huh I wouldn't I didn't like keep it a secret I just you I definitely oh, did I only did it for two weeks you I did no the there will Listen, be there will be the people that know, that about, I don't this. know about this. You were in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was too depressed to. No. <laughs> no, I like. I just. Um, I obviously desperately needed a job. They, when I went to the interview, they told me that I was going to be helping designing the packaging. Oh, and I was like, all right, perfect, that's fine. Yeah. That sounds fun. And I it was a, and it was ah, and it was a temporary job, so it was just up till Christmas. Right. So it was just like a I three didn't month. know about this. Sorry. Yeah. I did. I did. I did. And then and then um, I got in there, and they were like, so for the like beginning part, everybody has to work in the like you know boxing all the chocolates and stuff, and there was like different sections, and I was like, this is not what I signed up That's for. So and then um, and then I did it. Yeah, I did it for two weeks. I fucking hated it. The worst was when you actually had to physically, um, like you had to do, so each day you'd have to go to a different section. Uh So there was one that was like just a packaging section. Then there was another one when you're actually like dipping the chocolate and And I had to wear one of those fucking hats and that. Like a hairnet? Yeah. Did you want to like lick your fingers? No. I just didn't want to, I was just... You just really didn't want to be there. Just did not want to be there. And And you would have died. There was like two managers who were like young people like they were probably maybe a bit older than me at the time but young and they were like so unbelievably into it but they thought they were like mean girls running the military Uh uh-huh but like they thought they were really cool i was like do you know what this is yeah and yeah and then i was there for two weeks and they weren't making (laughs) uh enough sales i don't think and they took me aside and were like sorry we hired too many people were you like few? I was like, thank God. Oh my God. Because it was honestly the longest two weeks I of my mean, life. I mean, it's quite niche. Yeah. Chocolate Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I wonder if they're still going. I'm going to guess no. Yeah. I think if they made it 
to 2020. Mm, that's that's very true that's very true but that was the probably the weirdest job i've had that's really funny yeah um, what other ones have you had i mean <laughs> it's tragic yeah but that's mental they had to they tiny. timed you for the bathroom i know they asked me if i had a problem which is also completely uh-huh. out of line and i was like no i'm just crying in there yeah sorry um, just having breakdowns sorry i'm just eating my lunch in there like mean girls yeah and um, i wasn't actually doing that by the way but no, it was it was terrible. I used to have like a half an hour break. I used to just go outside and smoke like four cigarettes in a row and basically just be crying in the snow. Oh my god! Um, and again, everyone there loved it. Like yeah, the office environments and that. Agreed. Like just the, they're, they're just oh they're weird. Yeah. And like we had to learn in this classroom before, and it mm-hmm. was just it was shocking. I can't tell you about So you had to do your training in a classroom? In a classroom with, like, all the other new stars. It was just, like, the most hilarious group of people you could possibly imagine. Right. And, like, the person who'd worked there was, like, teaching us. And, like, she'd obviously worked there three years. And, like, oh, it was it was shocking. Mm. Like, really bad. Yeah. Um, and even there, like, I did get to a point where they were like, oh, what, what do you want to do? Like, you could maybe, like, write blog. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. You're this, like, that's... That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> this um, is my moment. <laughs> this is it. Um, that's so funny. This is why I moved to Glasgow. I know. Uh, what would you even blog about? I don't know. Like, interest rates and that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Shocking. That was shocking. So that was probably my most hated job. Yeah. The chippy was the funniest. Funniest. Um, I, I was going to say as well... I don't think this is for the chippy, but when you phoned in sick to work because you said you ate an egg on the pizza <laughs> and that you were allergic to eggs. I was like... I... That's my favourite story of all time. Were you sitting next to me when I phoned? Yeah, uh-huh, I was there. Because we it was not at Cheryl's. Yeah, we were actually Another Cheryl's. friend of the pod. Shout out Cheryl, friend of the pod. Um, we have so many friends. I know. This podcast really popular. Oh. Um, yeah. So funny. I just... Don't know what was going on in my head. I was like, I, I had an egg last night and I'm allergic, <laughs> so I feel prevented it. That was me. But you were like, I ate the egg on the pizza, even though I know I don't like eggs. And I know I'm and allergic. And you're allergic, <laughs> yeah. And then I went in, to be fair, I went in the next day, they were just like, I mean, we know you were talking shit. Oh my God. And I was like, That's yeah. so funny. That was funny. Um, I just remembered another ridiculous job I had. Yeah. Do you remember when I did that ghost tour? <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> And I was like acting in a yeah my thespian year, and I was like acting in this like ghost Halloween pop up. Stop. That was also after that was after the chocolate factory because it was the same. It was that was through your dad, right? Yeah, it was through my dad. Yeah, Kitty did it briefly. Laurie did it briefly. I I was getting everybody work. Did she not love it? Uh, Or was it Laurie that loved it? Laurie, no, I think they both did. I did it the. It was only for like, once again, it was only for like three weeks or something, four weeks. It was just like a pop-up. It was mental. And you and, had to be like acting. Yeah, so, but it was funny because you just got to scare people. Yeah. And like run around because you knew what was going on. Yeah, you weren't scared. No, and everybody was sound, well, with a few exceptions, but most people were sound and you just got to dress up like a skate, I was like a nurse, like dead nurse or something. And I just had to like, I know, it was not like that. And uh, and my dad was like the professor that did the tour. Typecast. 
a lit- oh no, he put on like a accent for it. It was weird. He's <laughs> a theatrical guy. I know he is. He's an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so he did the tours, and then I was like up with everybody else, and you could hear the tour coming in, and then you'd have to pretend to be a dead like, and then like, oh. scare people and. Uh, you we you didn't have to actually say anything. I just had to stare and uh-huh. look spooky. How long were you working? Not three weeks. Like how long was that shift? Um, it was. I think it was like from like f- maybe five till eleven right. at night. So it was obviously it was like a night time. You do like a tour an hour. Right. So you're maybe doing like six tours a night. It was like quite full on. Yeah. And um and then there was a bit at the end where I I managed to get the position of like um I was. No, yeah, I stopped being the scary person and was the plant in the tour. Oh. So then I just then I just went round the tour, had to pretend to be scared the whole time uh-huh. while people were like being like he he he. And then we got the last room. I was like taken and put in a cage and I was like the captive, but everybody else thought that I was obviously just like a random so in the group. So were giving it like, no, no, please yeah, not Yeah, me. I'd be like, no, no, not me. Like that, the whole thing. And, and like, get, yeah, and like dragged out the room in that. Like it was, by it was. By your dad. Not by my dad, <laughs> by the other people. But like, yeah, it was, it That's was, hilarious. it was really funny. But then the guy tur- who was running it turned out to be a scumbag. So, oh. and he like. Man, eh. Well, he like, he didn't pay anybody. He didn't pay my dad. Oh. So my dad, a 72-year-old man, worked for like a month straight every night doing these fucking tours for this man and he didn't pay him. He ran, a- he ran away at the end of it. I didn't get paid either. My dad gave me like 200 quid and was like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, you didn't get paid. Oh. Like you're the one that actually put like a lot into this. I was yeah. just fanning about. Yeah. It was, so yeah, bad ending. Bad ending, but funny. But weird. You'll have the stories forever. The stories, do it for the the stories. Totally. (laughs) Do it for the plot, babe. Do it for the plot. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we've done loads. That was fun. Have you got any final thoughts? Anything you want to to say? Um, Nah. Any advice? Any advice? Um, You're not too old. Yeah, that's great advice. Because I feel old. You're never too old. Yeah, I'm the oldest grad. No, <laughs> oldest grad scheme person in, in hers today. Are you? Nah. Nah. But I just felt really old when right. I was doing it. And yeah. I was like, who cares? No, literally who cares? It doesn't matter. I, I think it was something in another podcast I heard that was like, you know, if you don't start it, you're still going to get to the age when you fit. Like, you know, when people are yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do that degree because by the time I'm done, I'll be 35. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you're always going to be 35. Time is happening. Yeah. So you <laughs> might as yeah. well do the thing. Totally. So yeah. Yeah. It's good advice. Um, Yeah. I would say just like listen to your passion. Like, mm-hmm. even if you think it's stupid, like yeah. there is something out there for you. Yeah. And like just, I don't know. Or like create your own space. Create your own space. Keep honing your skills. Yeah. Like do what you're doing. Lucy. Mm. Lucy. And you. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Um but anyway, we'll we'll be done. Yeah. And thank you Love so much. You. Thanks for coming on. Oh my god, it's been so I appreciate fun. it. And I hope you'll be back. Yeah. I I mean if you'll have me back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nah, I would love it. It's really funny. We it's hilarious. all the time. We so do. It's nice to let people hear it. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay, well, thanks so much, Ray. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Don't Panic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Also be sure to check out the description for quick links to connect with our amazing guests, show them some love, give them a follow and explore their work. Once again, thank you so much. Your support means the world. And until next week, don't panic. We'll see you again.